What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. I'm your host, Austin Alvarez. We got Chase in the building today. Chase, how we doing? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you've done a show with me that wasn't a live stream since the Sasquatch Researcher. That is correct. And uh, all credit to that guy. That guy was phenomenal. I still talk to him, but there were some times. There were some times where so there's a desk right here where Chase is sitting, and uh, it was a Zoom call. So I'm sitting here, and the, uh, he says something wild, and I just see Chase go, like look, like peer up over at me and go, the fuck. That's uh, that's correct. It was uh, <laughs> there was some some very uh, bold things stated. Some very in that bold show. things yeah. stated. But our guest for today uh, is bold as well. I would say uh, he was introduced to me by Sean Kelly, who has been on the show. Who I also I I don't know at this point at the time of when this releases at what point that show will be out. But I did go on Digital Social Hour and talk about the ghost hunt that we did recently that Chase was not a part of because God forbid. Literally. Uh, <laughs> literally, God forbid, he went to church that night instead. Um, but we have San Quinn with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a little bit of a drive out here, but yeah. um, I'm glad to have you on. How are well, you doing this morning? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So go ahead and let everybody know who you are, kind of what you're about, um, just so that way we can kind of set everything off. Sure, sure, early sure. On. Um, the title of Taoist Master San Quinn comes with uh, uh, basically uh, um, an entree into the two lineages that I hold as a Taoist priest. I'm ordained in one lineage that's 66 generation holder, the other one's 126 generation holder. And that sort of comes with the title of the master. And, you know, you you start uh, refining your skills. It's been a 30-year journey that I've been on um, deep into the energetics, which is the most powerful source of healing, manifestation, magic, and that's where I am today, and I've been doing it for about 30 years. Wow. So very, very spiritual. Um, to go a little bit into me, I'm not religious at all. I grew mm -hmm. up kind of like I went to church with my grandmother. It didn't really make sense for me. Right. But um, the same way I say I think it's idiotic to think that there's no aliens out there, like we're the only life form, right. I also think it's kind of idiotic to think there isn't such a thing as like energy. And right. uh, you, were, you were kind of alluding to it before we started, but like with – my opinion on it totally changed when we did this paranormal investigation. I mean, I was aware of some stuff. I had some things happen before in the past. Nothing too crazy, but stuff that was like, okay, I think there's something here. But then when I went and did that, and we definitely got some stuff on camera and some audio recordings, but there was like stuff that I felt and that I saw that I was like, okay, there's there's definitely this isn't just you know the the dimension we're in. You know, it. it Right. There's something more going on here. Right, right. Well, it depends on how you perceive your reality. It always starts with the seed of that. So understanding that you are um, admitting a magnetic frequency all day, every day. It's what we call a, a, a torus field that comes from the top of your head and envelops your whole body in a circle-like fashion. And this is circulating like this all the time. So without an electromagnetic field, you would be dead so that's right. that's just basic physics 101 right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it it is i i mean chase you you went to school um uh -huh. mm -hmm. i mean it like you do put off some electro like electricity yeah absolutely like like from your from your body like mm -hmm. where necessarily that comes from i feel like is up to debate but um but it it is in what, Show in what do you mean in what sense? Because uh, there are some people that would say like, oh, that's just, you know, my my faith to God coming through or that's this what? or that. Or, the feeling or? Or like, I guess the, like, just the fact that we are energy beings that, you know, we kind of put off. Because mm -hmm. you can tell, like, even if you're not open to it, you can tell, 
Like, say if somebody walked in here mm-hmm. and Chase and I were like, mm, we get a vibe this guy's not cool. Yeah. That's like the energy he's putting off. Right, right. It's an expression, but right. it's moreover something that has been layered into your DNA for thousands of years. Now, we can go back to the evolution of man, which has sort of been debunked, and we're looking at the evolution of humans being dropped into Earth over 200,000 years ago, and we haven't changed our structure. The old evolution of the caveman to where we are today is a fallacy and, and, and debunked as a, a straight-out lie. So now we have a new understanding of what is our reality and how those DNA strands were, were altered 200,000 years ago. And that all comes from the discovery of DNA in of itself back in the 60s, realizing that the human body has way more than just this flesh and blood you see before us, or more commonly a cell going deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's where you get the understanding of what is a DNA strand. And of course, you probably heard of the God code and what was realized back in you know early 2000 when they used the periodic table to decipher the, the uh, strand of DNA and receive a message. And that message was quite clear in God, um, what was it? Eternal, God eternal in this body. And that came from a strand of DNA from a human being. And so they used the periodic table to decipher yes. that as like a, as like a, a translator. Yeah, like a, like a Morse code translator. And so that's been evident for the last 20, probably 20 plus years. I think it was in the 90s that took place. And so understanding the transmission of information is where people like myself who, who practice and teach people indigenous ancient practices that are tens of thousands of years old, for example, within Taoism, you get these sort of like highlights of what you consider, you know, uh, celebrities in the last 50 years, moreover, Bruce Lee. So Bruce Lee pursued Taoism for the internal alchemy. We're second to none right now, and in my opinion, a little biased, in the cultivation of energy and understanding how to create that energy, harness that energy, utilize the 50 trillion cells in your body because they all have 0.07 millivolts of, of actual charge. And when you're able to, to concentrate that through your attention intention, all of a sudden you can start doing things that the average person would not be able to using your attention intention. There's like so much information. It's like a, yeah. it's like it's like so much to digest. Um, okay, so based on based on what you're saying right now, what do you feel that like I encountered when I was there, like sp- spirits, EVP stuff like that? What do you feel that that is what well, I was encountering? Well, I mean, I mean, you're sitting in it right now. There's probably right. seven or eight entities in this building presently because this particular space was originally some type of indigenous ancient American Indian uh, like sort of like sacred ritual ground of some kind and quite a few people have been um, let's say lost their physical bodies in this space that's a that that weird charge that you're getting up your spine right now the chills Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a, a realization of the connection that we have and this is sort of like a a a oneness that's generated from the electromagnetic fields, right? So, um, we—I've I've heard of a theory that I've kind of—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say adopted, but that I've really kind of clung to, and that mm-hmm. was that like 
we always ask like when you're when you're watching these ghost shows or you're watching mm-hmm. stuff people talk about stuff it's always older spirits it's always somebody from a much longer time ago than currently mm-hmm. um how do you feel about this uh theory that the release of energy kind of dictates if some if something's going to be like residually here so for example mm-hmm. like if somebody came in here like a trauma yeah, like if somebody came in here and killed us violently, mm-hmm. there's such a high release of energy that mm-hmm. your energy is coated in these walls, as well, opposed to... Well, it's a, it's a high release in any circumstance, right? Right. Like, if you go to my pod, go to my channel, um, Bruce Lee came to me two months ago, and I did a podcast giving deciphering information about what he gave me on the curse of his family and how he was taken physically due to his inability to negotiate with that energy that he was working with that then resided in the rippling effects of the outcome of his so-called family curse. That's definitely interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do. Cha- I, I right. teach people how to channel right. information. I mean, that's what I do. Right, you know? right, right, right. So, but going back to that theory, though, like, for example, like, people today, you don't really see, mm-hmm. like, if you go to, like, a, in a, a hospital, mm-hmm. sure, there's probably spirits there because there's, a lot of well, they're everywhere, right? Right, but there's it's. I feel like it's more present there because of the circumstances of how people um, have passed it's on. It's kind of like if you go to a place of worship, right. more likely than not, most people just dump their luggage right, at a place right, of right. worship. They're they're there to drown their sorrows or release something. Right? It's kind of like in a moment here, I'll show you the energies that are in this room, and you can use your own physical body as a barometer to feel it, and then you can discern or determine how valid that is because i mean feeling is the key component to your realization that it's actually happening your validation your confirmation that this is what's going on and that's the part where people go wtf this is like really taking place here and it's almost like you know you're sitting here and the the fear is raising a little bit inside you but you're starting to get this sort of sensory perception where there's a little cold going on in your hands. You're feeling a little clammy. That is all part of it. Moreover, the question is, is how do I know this, that you're feeling that, and I'm sitting here, is more the question. And right. You, can, you, as an intellectual type, right. because primarily you're high, sort of high beta, high anxiety. You don't need any more of these. No, so I already that, had one this morning. That, that emotion <laughs> is more an excess of your spleen. So your spleen energy comes off OCD, anxiety. That's the prime catalyst to how you perceive your reality. Then it trickles down into other organs where now you're going into um, kidneys, which is the fear aspect, and ultimately they're shadowing over the anger that you're sort of contending with, which is deeper within how you perceive your reality. But when you compress these emotions into your physical body, you come up with a transmutation of that and that turns into a physical ailment. Okay, so so you're saying that when people suppress these things, Mm -hmm. they manifest themselves into like... Yeah. Like, let's just say like anxiety, for example, Mm -hmm. or depression or stuff like that. Can you you go a little bit deeper into necessarily why that is that it manifests that way does it does it m- make you curious that i could even say that about you i haven't seen you. i i don't know you I've never um you i mean i feel like i put off anxious vibes right chase really yeah yeah i'd say so yeah i'm really? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very fidgety person very anxious uh-huh. all the time right um but i mean yeah i mean like you can also i feel with 
uh, like we have a guy, Brian Hopkins, here mm-hmm. who's a host. He's, I would say, more paranormally aware than most people. Um, he's more in tune. He's also of native descent, mm-hmm. so he kind of has that in tune with him. But he's been able to pick up on people that he's never met either. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it kind of goes back to that energy thing. Yeah. That you're well, talking yeah. About. Well, I'm just seeing the energy. So right. When I, if you're in my eyes, I see your aura. Your aura is a bright green color. You have a red halo, and you're emitting these emotions from your organs. This is where we go back to the energy body, and more commonly, someone would call it. Hinduism uh, chakras, right? We don't call them chakras within Taoism. They're just energy centers. And so I'm just reading the excess and deficient organs in your body that are giving me the outcome of your mental emotional state. Gotcha. That's fascinating. Yeah. So, I mean, what is is Chase then if if we're here with Chase? Chase, um, let's see. What what are we talking about? I mean, you guys are sort of like two peas in the pod more often than not. Right now, he's he's sort of putting up his, um, what do you call this, uh, a boundary setting, his second chakra, or what some people would call the first chakra. He's very much uh, protective of what he, who he lets in and who he doesn't let in. There's a lot of sadness and grief in relation to other things in his life. And I'm just going quickly over the top, picking specific things that are giving me a... a, a an understanding of his mental emotional state. And then that layers into anger before your anxiety. That's more the first thing that comes to the top. How do you feel about that, Chase? I don't know how to feel about that. I is, got, it, is it pretty accurate? I just got read like a damn book, brother. <laughs> that's so, impressive. Yeah, so I mean, that's definitely interesting. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to hear about. Um, it's just reading. Yeah. The energies are there. This is what right. we're talking about. That's right. like, like when I show you there's entities in this room in a few minutes, you're going right. to be like, okay, we're leaving. We're done. We're finished. Or maybe you'll get excited and go, guess what? It's just another frequency. That's all it is. See, and that's a common thing I've heard. Um, like, do you, do you watch – have you ever seen at Ghost Adventures – uh, the TV show, it's on Discovery. They do like mm-hmm. ghost hunts, stuff like that. So we've had... I haven't, I haven't really watched that stuff. I live it. I right. Mean, I, if I had to count the amount of exorcisms that I've done in my natural born life, it would be in the hundreds and, you know, clearing houses, doing all that stuff. I mean, this is... I used to go up and down San Francisco for decades working with people that have these type of like issues. And San Francisco is an in- interesting place because that's where... There was originally a, a graveyard, and they exhumed the bodies. So then they put the city on top of that. Right. So, so it's, it's disrupted. Well, it's disrupted, but it's also it's very yin. So when you understand yin energy, that prof- profile brings on a high level of intuition, and this is something that you have to contend with because you have a sensory perception of that. But you're going to go to the f- emotion over the virtue, the virtue of kidney function because that's where fear comes from it it attacks your kidneys which then affects your vision and your hearing so it manifests into a physical ailment and this is how we we sort of like stack on these emotions that then transmute into your physical problems and so fear being that catalyst you're contending with i'm getting a sense of and i'm I'm, but i'm going to discern it and so you go back and forth and you get in your head rather than just accepting that you're, you're receiving information. You're getting a very good sense of information, but you want to dismiss it. And that's sort of like a contending thing that you're working through right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So the, the exorcisms, I wasn't going to bring it up yet, but that's mm-hmm. the one thing Sean Kelly was like, 
you gotta you gotta ask this guy about yeah, that. So yeah. if you could go a little bit into that, because I think when most of us think of exorcisms, we think of like the Catholic priest, holy water, then sure, shouting sure. prayers back yeah, and forth. I mean, look, people need to understand that your reality is based on what you validate as your truth. So when people go, oh, I love horror movies, I love Freddy Krueger and all that kind of, those particular entities are very real. You may not be able to like go, right? That, that frequency and energy that was created deep within the mind of Wes Craven is very real. And then it starts doing subsections of how diabolical and sort of like lower vibrational he was in of himself and his physical expression that ultimately left to his, you know, very shortly, short-lived life. And it had very much to do with the catalyst and connection with that. So when, when I come across someone that is disturbed, perhaps you would like to call it, it comes down to their perception of their reality, what they validate is true. Because when you, are, when you look at Taoism, Taoism is about two sides of a, um, a mountain. One is yin, one is yang. The ultimate goal of a Taoist is to merge the two together as one, being at one with all things, which you've heard of this concept, you know, you are the universe, the universe is you. Yeah. And so that conceptual to most people, when realized you're able to access a higher level of ascension, the what, what we have paralleled within quantum physics, fifth dimension, nine dimensions. I mean, there's sort of like a dispute as to how many dimensions there are, but I can tell you there are an infinite amount of dimensions. So then you start getting into, okay, I'm in fear. So the universe says, hey, let's go. You just told me what you want. Now I'm going to give it to you. Oh, I'm really in fear. Okay, well, let's see how far we can take it before you come to the realization this is creating an absolute imbalance in your physical body that will transmute into a physical ailment. And that's really at the lowest level. So you have spiritual, then you have mental, emotional, and then physical. And once you get to a physical thing, you've been storing that stuff for a long time. That's been over years of your natural born life that have created something that you evidentially look at and go, I'm sick. Why, why, why have I got this problem? And so it's all got to do with your perception. So I can go years without ever seeing a single like lower vibrational frequency, or, you know, if I go looking, I will find it. Oh, I'm in the mood. I just want to like clear a few houses out or maybe get someone straight. You know, yeah. yes, is it, is, does it really happen? Yes. If you put someone on the table and start moving energy through them, they don't have to be in the state of like um, um, looking for a verge of uh, an exorcism per se. You're going to purge that energy from their body. And you'll see, right. you'll see them convulse, you'll see them move around, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just part of the, the, tr the, the intense condensing energy that's in your physical body, just as you would. If, if we unraveled you, you'd be all over the place. But if you're looking for the energy, and that's sort of the part where I found it curious, is like, oh, we go on, on hunts because you're skeptical. Right. And, and the skepticism will eventually lead to a realization of the tangibility and that may be in the f next couple of minutes in this room. Well, I already had the I already I mean, I already experienced stuff the first time. Like right. I was like, "Oh, okay." I now, now that transmutation of that mm -hmm. is, is you know, the Hollywood movies are interesting. It's like, "Oh, I saw an a apparition in a, a a picture and that gives me validation." Well, first and foremost, you need to use your physical body as a tan a, a tuning fork. Right. And so when you are operating in a duality, 
you're always going to get the short end of the stick because most people tend to go straight to that. Like if you're in a situation where you believe in right and wrong, up and down, in and out, you're going to be in a situation where I believe in karma and that person did me wrong. They didn't give me my coffee to the top of the brim and that person at Starbucks was not very nice to me. They're going to get what's coming to them. Well, in actuality, in the back of your mind, you believe that, yet you operate in this whole half empty, half full situation. So you perceive your reality that way and you're, you're perpetrating other people in the same sort of fashion that you don't like someone else treating you because you're putting that energy out there. So what you, what's, what's inside you is expressed outside of you. So all the things that you don't like about something, someone, somewhere, mm-hmm. it's all related inside you and what you are not, you know, you're not speaking out loud. It's just internalized deep within right. your unconscious. It's, it's, it's how you feel about something and it's the oh, energy yeah. you're, you're just putting out there subconsciously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so then you want to envelop something and create an environment where you have full consciousness, not the average 5% conscious, 95% conscious, which is how most people operate. Right. Yeah. Chase, how are you feeling right now? Like this is a, it's definitely an interesting topic that we don't normally... Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like uh, I, f- I feel like I'm on the same page with a lot of this stuff. I, I think it's uh, uh, it's all a very logical way of just reading people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, and it's uh, I mean, yeah. If 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 we were to have someone that uh, uh, wanted to get more scientific about it, not to say that this isn't scientific, mm-hmm. it's just like behavioral analysis. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just a a way of going about yeah, it. Yeah. Just on a much more subtle level. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, yeah. it's not the FBI going, I can tell that you're going to do this, Chase, by looking at you yeah. and the way you sniffle. Yeah, literally, right. <laughs> but yeah, so with the with the ghost hunt, though, like, I did see an apparition and like that was mm-hmm. crazy in itself, but it was like, you know, I felt energy and like, mm-hmm. it, it was different. It was just different. Like, I... um in the, in the video, we we sit at the poker table where there was a murder, mm-hmm. and where there's said to be a lot of activity. And I go to pull the chair out, and there's a, like a physical like resistance to me pulling the chair out. So in the video, you see me kind of do it a couple times, mm-hmm. see if like, oh maybe you know, because the building's over a hundred years old, mm-hmm. the wood is not wood as we know it, where well, it's all know, flat. You know, this land that we're standing on right now was yeah millions of years. Old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like. It's just a, an access point in time. If you understand the basic fundamentals of uh, quantum physics that would relate to a fractal pattern. Right. So a fractal pattern that's relevant to the cowlick on top of your head or to the the envelopment of a circle which is never ending. This is a representation of infinite energy and an understanding on a greater level when you look down at, at like a, an atom, it's separated. What is a representation of an atom? the yin and yang symbol within Taoism. And so that's where people get these revelations. But more so, the behavioral part, that's an interesting concept. I always tell people, if you come from a place of psychology, biology, physiology, neurology, you're very limited because there is so much greater. Like in 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 Understanding the the uh, soft technology that you have as your neural network within your physical body, there would be if I had a, 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 a neuroscientist here, right? They'd say that there's no way you could feel your third eye here, right? Because it's not sympathetically innovated to access a response to 
your nervous system to validate that that's happening. So most solid organs within your body are, are not sympathetically innervated. So that means that you will not be able to feel them technically. But once you access energy, which it's not, it's, it's, a, it's energy, it's electromagnetic, it's not a chemical response that gives you an access point from the information energy highway of your neurology. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then you start to feel everything. There's nothing you can't feel. Right. So I guess what basically what you have done is you've you've made it a you have kind of harnessed the ability to just be more aware of everything. Just mm. op- like kind of opening yourself up mm-hmm. instead of just thinking, all right, this is what it is, as opposed to what can I interpret? Well, sensory perception is everything. Like right. the first the first five senses that you were born into this world with is a great starting point, but quite frankly, the amount of senses that you can acquire is limited by your imagination, by your validation of your truth. And so as you start to become more of a cultivator within the energy realm, you can start to access that stuff. Like I noticed that you you were on my channel the other day. You should turn up to a healing. I do group healings now. Mm-hmm. You just come into the room and people just get melted. They pass out. They go to sleep because there's a stagnation of energy through your body and you tend to go to either one realm or the other. You're going to go to a deep brain wave that is uh, identified as epsilon, which is lower than delta, or you're going to hit a high gamma uh, brain wave frequency that is 40 hertz and above. And that's where people, most people, are like, I'm feeling a lot of heat. What's going on here? It's a high frequency that then burns, and you start to sweat just by being in the presence of the experience. So I just link everyone together. Right. It's almost like a click my fingers and boom, all any anyone that's in the room will be linked to the frequency that I transmit, and then they get to experience it, and so a whole heap of crazy things take place depending upon where you are on your own mental emotional journey and own energetic journey and own sensory perception journey. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're you're like a they're the receiver, you're the transmitter. Yeah. For and and the yeah. biggest fallacy is where you get, you know, these days you can get on the internet and look up Yelp and there's 400 psychic medium readers whatever. Right, right. And I mean that that's cool and I think it's great that people become more aware of their sensory perception, but it's validating that information is where it comes in. It's like sort yeah. so of things that we were doing earlier is like, hang on a second, that guy really doesn't have a clue about who I am. How the hell does he read me right. in three seconds? Which and, we've had before. We Most mediums, I feel, are full of it because they're either just yeah. trying to make money or something like that. But we had a medium on the show who Chase and I know, but I feel like the amount of conversations we've had with this person about our lives or her life or medium, just being a medium in general, have been mm-hmm. maybe fractions of anything. And it's never really been a topic we've talked yeah. with her about. I brought her on the show. Yeah. Another engineer, Lana, was here, and she did a. She was like, "Oh, you have this child that follows you," and she goes, "Yeah, I have a lot of activity that would be associated with that." And it, we didn't tell her anything. Yeah. She doesn't do it for money, and so that yeah. was when I was like, "Okay, this person is legit." Yeah, actually, you know, there's something going on here because, yeah, one, that's not information she puts out there. Yeah, it's not information that she would have even known, and yeah. we never we didn't have a conversation beforehand or anything like that. Yeah. So I I do agree with that the fact that there are more mediums and there are ways to kind of hone in on that ability is great but you also yeah. kind of have to like with ghost hunting you kind of do have to approach it with a bit of skepticism because there are things where you hear a noise it's just the building settling or well you're, you're, but, but that's what you're looking for it's right like, 
it's it, you're coming in with a bias. Yeah, uh, the old expression: "Be careful what you're looking for; you will find it." Right. And you know, you know, over the years, I've, that's just typical. When you do an exorcism, you're going to see people flapping and flipping and doing all that stuff because there's an energy release. Right. And and you know, there can be different degrees of what that may mean to the individual. And again, what they're experiencing is a transmutation of their perception of reality. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just I'm just one of those really sensitive, like uh, um, a tuning forks that can identify what is, you know, a higher vibration, a lower vibration, and then the visual apparition per se that you would see because I can see all these energies as I can see you in the room, and so there's that whole nother level of whoa. Hang on a second. This kind of sounds like this guy's either taking a lot of psilocybin or something. Right. I'm going a little cuckoo. No. When you understand how to palpate the energy and you can trans, trans that, translate that energy from your core of your heart to your brain and you palpate the crystals within your pineal gland, and within Taoism we call it the three treasures, the pineal, pituitary, and thalamus, and that creates the alchemical response that is the expression of what is a thought, feeling, and an emotion. So we go beyond the physical body and we, we are consciousness. And that translates into a rippling effect that would be equivalent to someone that would identify it as an epigenetic expression, which is epi means above the gene. And so when you take an external force, whether it's just you and I talking right now, your DNA is being altered as we speak because you're in the presence of the frequencies that I transmit, vice versa, this is taking place, right. regardless of your you consciously going, I, I can't feel it. Oh, well, it's happening. It's just part of the universe and how you transmit information and energy. And so, within if you if you have any sort of like uh, understanding of quantum physics, this is a validation of language that's been around three or four hundred years that I use sometimes to qualify, quantify what experience is taking place for the individual. So you know the zero point energy that is being transmitted that would be validated as um, the entanglement. And that's how I can sit here and have someone over in Singapore, I can click my fingers and transmit energy and alter their physical body using my attention and intention. That's what we call distance healing, but it's validated through understanding what how quantum physics works. Even though there seems to be distance between the two of us, there is none. This space is filled with infinite amounts of zero-point energy. And it's strange. I had one of my uh, students on my podcast the other week. He's a very well-known functional medicine doctor. And his son has a PhD. He's studying at uh, UCSF. And they were actually studying the nucleus of a cell. And they discovered something quite interesting that I've been teaching my, my, my students for many years and has been a, a Taoist practice for thousands. And he was like, hang on a second. They just discovered that the black hole energy is in the, in the center a nucleus of a human cell. And it's validated through his own research, which then leans on, I am the universe, the universe is me. The universe is me, I am the universe. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's a the, all things are connected kind yes. of thing. Yeah. yeah, and so that zero point energy comes from a black hole. And so it's not the ominous like thing that sucks you into, you know, the abyss and you disappear. Like from, in space. Like like in space per se. When you understand how to access that, and Taoists have been doing it for thousands of years, that is the glue 
that connects you to the quantum that makes it possible for you to create a manifestation, put it out into the universe, and it equals it, it meets something equal to or greater than that creates your reality. And when you know how to tune yourself, you can manifest that at any moment. Fascinating. So how did you get started with, with Taoism? Like, how did you get into all of that? This, yeah, this has been going on over 30 years. I started um, in my early 20s. I used to be um, avid into all things physical, and that sort of turned me into something greater, which was an understanding of the power of my mind. And that led me down the path of uh, pursuing um, a greater understanding of the alchemical response, the internal alchemy of the body, and how you can use that to get a result. And that led me into um, uh, studying to be a Taoist priest, and then I sort of turned up here as you see me now. But it was one of the first times that I had an experience, and I always use this the first time because I've got thousands of these, but I just finished um, a training and conceptually, what's really important I like people to remember is if you take things at face value, childlike in your nature, you're going to have an access of high level of consciousness instantaneously. And what does that mean? That means that a child is still developing their brain, normally between the age of like one and 10, there's a brain development that has them transmit a brain wave that we call alpha and theta. That brain wave gives you the ability to be highly pliable and highly creative instantaneously without without having to process or have the idea that you need to think about anything. That puts you in a place of creativity, imagination. And with that, you can once you train that and you're able to stay like that, you can access high levels of consciousness, which then creates from a fifth dimensional reality, altering the third dimensional reality. So when I had this first experience for distance healing, a friend of mine called me up and said, "Look, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to meet you this week. Uh, I, I sprained my ankle, and you know, it's just not going to happen." I'm like, "Okay, okay." And she was getting off the phone, and I'm like, "Oh, hang on a second. I've been training today in this distance healing." She's like, "What the hell is that?" And I'm like, "Here, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this." And all I did was read off the instructions. Right. But it's, it's almost like you're suspension of disbelief understand that at face value that's why i always say be childlike in your nature and in most gurus if you talk to them be childlike for a reason because there's a state of consciousness that you obtain just from that and so i read off and i was like look i'm going to use this incantation i'm going to go through the instruction and when i finish it i'm just going to repeat this incantation and let's see what happens she's like Okay, like yeah, you know, yeah. We'll okay, see. we'll see how that and goes. Like, right. So I I read through it, and then I said heal, 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 and next minute it's WTF. I'm like, what's going on? My ankle completely shrank and went back to normal. This is a cannonball size, right? Ankle. Super swollen, and she it shrunk in front of my very eyes, and I'm standing on it, and I have no pain. And I'm like, get out of here! You're like, wait, <laughs> that actually like, worked. What, what, what are you talking about? She's like. I don't know what you're up to, but that is crazy shit. Excuse me if I've used a adjective. Uh, no, you're you're fine. Yeah, and so this is my entry point into realizing how easily it is to access high levels of consciousness and to affect the physical body instantaneously. Right. And this is you know, and and over all these decades, I've seen it. 
thousands of times. You name it, I've seen it. It wouldn't matter what it is. I've seen people come out of comas. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen gangrious feet turn back to full flesh and blood within 30, 40 minutes. You name it, I've seen it. It just, it, it's the frequency. Once you get there, it happens very quickly. So before we wrap up today, you've been you've been alluding to there's obviously energy in this room. Mm-hmm. So I don't know right. if you want to if you want to walk us through that. Yeah, sure. Before I we mean, wrap up tonight, you know, if you let, let's just give you a crash of like uh, sensory perception 101, and you're looking around, and you would have to, where would you discern or feel there's the most presence of energy in here? Because there's quite a few hot spots or cold spots, as we would put it, in this space right now. That that's a very good question because I've never ca- come into here. Mm-hmm. I've like when I went to the ghost hunt, I was like, okay, I can discernibly feel a cold spot that's unexplainable. There's no AC running or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I've been able to do that there, but here I've never. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I've I've been working here for over a year now, right? And and I don't know, Chase. I, th- I think the same goes for you. Like we don't come in here with that mindset, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's kind of difficult at the moment to be like, where is their energy in this room mm-hmm. that may be different than the right. vibrations we're putting off normally? Right. Right. So you've never really done any sort of energetic practice of any kind? No. Okay. So um, see these hands? Mm-hmm. You want to just prime them like this for me? Sure. Okay. So just put them down on your, on your side like this. Okay. okay? All I'm going to do is get you to connect. This is like, you know, ancient like respiration stuff for, for um, um, Taoist practice. We use Qigong, which is moving energy with your breath. Right. Okay. So all I'm going to get you to do is inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth three times, and just a longer exhale when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just yeah, do. inhale, exhale. Now on the last exhale, you're going to hold it for nine seconds. Just hold my breath or yeah. hold the exhale. Yeah, you're going to hold it. I'm going to count it down from nine to zero, and then you release. Okay. Okay. All so right. it'll be like mm-hmm. when you're ready. Hold it. Nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Bang. Okay, now take your hands, and what do you notice? Uh, I definitely they feel more like like There's aware. There. Yeah, yeah, it's there. more aware. I, than... I, li- I like the cho- choice of words. If you do this, just do this slow, slow. When it's too slow, it's not slow enough. You need to be able to decipher what what is a gradient or different change of temperature, frequency, tangibility. What do you notice? Speak to the audience. Uh, so when I do this, um, it's not like a like a friction, mm-hmm. but it almost feels like it's almost like my hands are moving in like water right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. First time you've ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. First, I mean, I've done stuff like yoga and stuff yeah. like that, and tried to, and like Wim Hof, try to like kind of get in tune with like my breath yeah. and whatnot. But um, is this a little strange for you? If this was like, if I hadn't done that paranormal investigation, I would have said one hundred percent. But this is kind of mimicking like stuff that I felt right there. It's where, crazy, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it's like, it's almost like you feel something grabbing your hand, but not right. Te- it's right. like you can feel like the well, the beginning. You're, you're kind of firing off what we call your energetic body, right? So okay. I just, I just jumped. I was like, I gotta. I got an extra battery pack and I jump started you, right? Right, right, and right. So we're just firing up your energetic body. And the reason that we start with things like feet, hands, f- head is because that's the deepest part of your neural network where you are going to respond the most quickly right. without any discernment because you're feeling it. I'm not telling you what to feel. 
Yeah, no. You're experiencing that. That's why it's really important. Whenever I teach people, it's about your experience and your validation, not me going, oh, and now guess what? You're going to feel this, and it's going to feel like this, and it's going to happen this way. You're not leading the witness And, here and that's case. the first skeptic uh, response is, oh, you told me to feel that way, yeah. so I feel that way. You know, Right. Right, right. So with that said, mm -hmm. and you're doing this, just palpate a little right. bit, right? Have you noticed it's kind of getting a little bit more dense? I would say, I would say slightly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let go of the fear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is all good stuff. This is good stuff. Now, there is two hot spots here, one there and one here. Now, all you need to do is this is your tuning fork, right? Right. And so, lead with your fingers, and. This is one really big one, and I, I can just amplify that a little bit. Slowly move your fingers towards that, and you tell me what you experience. Um, so when I kind of, you know, kind of like the dowsing rods where they kind of, if mm -hmm. I kind of turn them inwards, my fingers start to get a little colder. Like just and, the tips, and not like I'm losing circulation mm -hmm. well, or stuff like that. If it's, you move closer to that, what you would call a hot spot. Right. What, are you able to do that? Uh, I mean, we would lose the mic. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So what I want you to do is slowly move towards it, and you're going to have a pleasant surprise right there, which is going to be. So just move my hands. Yeah, more? but 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 engage with the experience. So. Yeah, like the way I can kind of describe it is almost like uh, Chase. You've had a swimming pool. Um, is if you kind of like, you feel the like, uh, it's like you push your hands into water and you kind of go in a little bit and you can feel like the liquid kind of coming up on your hand. That's what I would describe right. that as. Right. Like if, if I move that, if I move that energy this way, let's get you a little closer. Let's just, because the, the hot spots there and there. So let me just move this, this stagnant energy here. Now. I want you to move your hands so that the center of that field is right here. Now, you move your hands into it, and then you tell me what you experience. It would. It's almost like, um, you know, like when your hands fall asleep and you kind of get like that staticky feeling. It's like that, but not as intense. It's almost like a... Well, give yourself a minute. Yeah, you're 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 jumping into the game and a little bit on the fear side. Right. If you if you take one hand, like the the biggest transmission is right here, and just take your time. You're jumping into it. Okay. Just take so your just time. Just like it. because then you accumulate. You're the turning fork. Remember that. And there we have a nice little epicenter of goodness, and this static comes from one or two sacrifices. Two lambs, a deer, no human activity, but everything has a spirit. Chase, his hand is away from mine, right? Yeah. Like there was a, yeah, it felt like, it almost felt like this. Yeah. Like yeah. a, like a, yeah, I was touching you're, something. You're entering the centerpiece of what you talk. You briefly talked about it. It's like, oh, we go to murder sites or whatever. Yeah. There yeah. was several animals sacrificed here, no humans, but you know. And, were, and not necessarily within the last like twenty years. This is talking no, no. Years. We're, we're we're talking you know hundreds, right? Native probably, like Native American yeah, times when they were eight hundred years ago. Yeah. 
So when you put your hands in this energy, are you feeling heat or are you feeling coolness? It's it's almost like it's almost kind of difficult to explain because it's not like I'm fe- it's not like I feel like a draft or I feel like a, oh it's like a hot like you know like you, yeah. like you put your like you're in Florida and you put your hand out the window and you're like oh mm-hmm. no it's almost like um it's almost like uh like I said like the liquid but it feels like something's like gently moving against your hand but not like a not like a hand moving against it's almost like a well you thought it was my hand. Right. I, well, I thought I thought it was something that I had touched, like yeah, I, maybe I touched yeah. like a fingertip or something. Yeah. But and I mean, a lot of your resistance to the WTF moment is why your sensory perception hasn't gone through the you know right. off the radar. Right. It's kind of like I got to take this in a little small dose. Uh, you know. Right. If I if I turn it right up, I don't know what I want to find. Even though you're you're pursuing this stuff. Oh, it's <laughs> right. everywhere, you know. Right, right. I would love I would love to come on one of these with you right. and we'll go right into the deep into the you're not gonna you're <laughs> gonna have hits all night long, trust me. There right. there won't be the the oh I thought I saw something. No, you're gonna have moments of full body experiences where these entities will move in through your physical body. And I mean the Well, I did feel that. I did like, like when it's I, gonna pass through Yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah, like stuff yeah. had had moved through me while I was there. I definitely felt like like a grab, not like a, a, a forceful, but like like I have a five year old, right? And so I related it to it. Feels like a small hand was grabbing me, and then mm-hmm. I found out there was a child who drowned in a well mm-hmm. on the property years ago, and that's what everybody else sees. Is like if they do, the the owners of the place said it was like a mischievous energy. It wasn't like a dark energy. It was almost like children playing. Well, I mean, dark or mischievous. It's all just frequencies. So right. it's, it's how you perceive it, and you know, the the earthbound spirits that may reside in that space will have a different expression of their frequency. So when you feel it, it's going to go through you like a tuning fork, like a static TV. Like it's it's not and there's really no limit. So right. when you want to protect yourself, that's a figment of your imagination because what are you doing? You're trying to protect yourself from yourself. Remember, if you truly understand that the universe is you and you are the universe, all these things are just an expression. If you believe in something higher, if you believe in God, universe, whatever, that's just a facet of one thing. So final final question for you then is like you hear a lot of the times, like I just saw one again last night on TikTok of people being like, I went to this haunted location and now I have something attached to me. What do you oh, yeah. relate that to? I mean, to? look, look if, you, if you believe it, it's like right. if, you, if you walk under a ladder – and you believe you're going to get bad luck, it's going to be realized. Because you're putting it out there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, have I removed entities from people that believe that they are being attacked by entities? 100%. But, I mean, within my culture, especially Eastern culture, Chinese culture, where the base of where Taoism comes from, this this goes on all day long. You know, I I do feng shui in the house. I'll clear spaces. People have, like, had buildings built in a certain direction because the f- energy flows in a certain way. Now, nothing trumps spirit frequency because that's the highest expression and that can come in all different ways, shapes, and forms. A earthbound spirit as opposed to something that is a transmutation of heaven or universe or God per se is a whole different frequency. Right. And so, you know, you will feel it. But, you know, you have to understand this is their manifestation, and it sounds like oh that's a that's a sucky manifestation. Well, you have to alter your reality, and really discern what you believe. 
because I always remind people the truth is only what you believe. Your truth is the only truth you need to be concerned with. And then right. people get really uppity about that. It's like the idea that you can empower someone with validating their reality by their own truth, that's dangerous. No, it's the truth. Because if I tell you, like if I had alleged you before you experienced what you experienced, you would have discerned it and went, nah, you know, he was just feeding my mind with ideas and I'm just like, I'm basically in some other state that he's created. Right. And so how you validate what happened was you got to experience it yourself. Yeah. And that's why I went on the hunt was like I needed to feel something for myself before I could come to a conclusion whether or not I felt that right. this was something and, there. And, and the part of it is the more you let go, the higher the frequency. Like I said, right. you want to go on one of these hunts? I'll show you an endless amount of entities, energies, frequencies, and they will rock your world to a level that you've never seen before. That's why jump in the room, do a healing once or twice a week, and you express what you're feeling because it it passes through you, it emanates, it dissolves, it creates, and it will do exactly what it needs to do to create the highest level of expression of yourself within this space. And that's where the stagnation will be cleared. And it all starts from energy. Very, a very enlightening episode. I, I want to say thank you for making the drive all the way out. This yeah. was definitely a very interesting conversation. Yeah. One we may, may not no necessarily normally have on this channel, but I feel that it is bizarre to some. So I feel like yeah. it, it definitely yeah. fits. Um, where can the people find you? What do you have going on right, right. currently yeah, in the world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you can find me on social media at The Way 126. Um, on all platforms, I have a podcast called Consciousness of the Way on YouTube and on every podcast platform from Spotify all the way to Apple. And then I also have, you know, um, an app that I developed to give you your level of consciousness. So it works on a visual and audible experience, creating a kinesthetic charge that you validate as the user, which makes it real to you. And what happens is you access this high gamma brainwave instantaneously giving you the ability to create, to manifest, to heal. And so it all comes within how you perceive your reality, right? So when I ingrained this, imprinted this information into the app itself is where it's a realization. It's like, well, that sounds impossible. How can you do that? Well, go and hit play. And when you feel like you had five days in the uh, Bahamas, seven pina coladas and a uh, full body massage inside of the first 10 seconds you're in it, then you validate that because the sound, what I use is the visual mm -hmm. and audible, the sound permeates your nervous system. Your nervous system is your tuning fork and that instantly realizes an, a, 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 a synchronization. So we work on your energy centers through your experience and each week you open another energy center and you create a level of awareness and a tangibility. I've heard, you know, I get stories from, oh, I healed myself, I healed my dog, I did this, I did that, I manifested a hundred grand. All these things realize when you align with the earth and the universe. And this is an ancient indigenous practice of creating the synchronization between your heart and your brain. And so you would know this more commonly as I get a gut feeling, right? right. So when you synchronize the neural network within your heart where They've discovered that this is this is just recently in the last thirty years. Now within Taoism, 
We've known about it for tens of thousands of years, but let's just say we just went on the neural network. The neural network, you have an, the same neurons in your heart that you have in your brain. This is how we synchronize the brain and the heart very quickly. And so basically you have a small brain inside your heart. And so all the information that you're getting is not coming from your brain. Your brain is nothing more than a projector. You're getting everything from your heart. Your heart is the commander in chief of all things. That's where you transmit your electromagnetic field and it's at 100 times more, well, 5,000 times more powerful than your brain itself. And so the doppelganger to you as, an, an, a, as a human being is the Earth, right? So the Earth has the same transmitted electromagnetic field. And the first resonant uh, peak of frequency from the Earth is 0.1 hertz. When you align your heart with your brain, you create a frequency called 0.1 hertz. So all of a sudden you synchronize your heart, your brain. Your brain then sends a message from your parasympathetic nervous system down to your gut that gives you the expression of a gut feeling. I have a gut feeling. I don't know what it is. I just know that this is what I need to do. So neurologically, this is how it works. Getting the information from here, it goes up to the brain, down to the gut, and then you, the more and more you attune yourself, the more and more you become accurate. And that's that feeling that you become more tangible. So I can now discern or, or validate what is real, what isn't through that feeling. But your heart will always be a thousand percent accurate to you. Like the inner workings of that information is never wrong. So you can instantly have your intuition realized from what is expressed through your heart. And that comes out in the gut feeling, but you have to align yourself. So there, that's where you energize and synchronize your energy field to get that expression. So you're a hundred percent accurate all day, every day. Tremendous. Well, so people can do that through the app? Yes, the app cool. is the Way126. You can get it on Apple, um, uh, Android, and you can also you can get it through my website, which is theway126.com. And so this is where you empower people. You know, I spent a lot of years and decades working with more affluent and influential people that just wanted to sort of like use the, 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 the magic band to do this, that, or something else. And I had enough of sort of being sort of used within an affluent sort of environment where only a very few could use my services. And that's why I created an app where everyone can be empowered instantaneously. You want to know what pure source energy is, get on the app and start leveling up and start taking your life back and creating and manifesting and doing whatever you want to do. You just got to synchronize. And that all comes from you go out through your day all day long you're taking in points of information. You know how much information you're taking in all day, every day? I'm sure it's an absurd number. Uh, between 140, 200,000 points of information, you are aware of seven and you retain two. So that's where you get the, the epiphany of uh, deja vu, where all this information is pouring in from your peripheral into your unconscious, and that is dictating how you operate your reality. And then, of course, your DNA is intertwined into past generations, which has been validated through science, so you're operating on literally, you know, 20 or 30 generations that has created your perception of your reality today through your DNA. But then you're not, you're not a victim to your, the hereditary uh, response of your genes from your past ancestors. This is where epigenetics is so powerful because you're able to now create a new reality through your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, which is the ingredients to your whole reality. 
Everything is a thought, feeling, and emotion. All you do is a thought, feeling, and emotion. And that creates the chemistry that determines what happens to your physical body. Tremendous. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody for watching. Uh, you can catch more stuff like this on our YouTube. You can catch the whole ghost hunt on YouTube. Please consider becoming a YouTube member. It helps out the channel, and you can get exclusive content like interviews that we didn't air, uh, the uncut version of the ghost hunt, because we cut it down to 27 minutes. We have over an hour of thought-out footage that you can watch. Uh, thanks again to Chase for uh, being a real one. And uh, until next time, everybody, stay bizarre.